0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 22 of Bible and Breakfast. Really excited to have Ryan Lutz with us today. Uh, Ryan played basketball at Bethel College when I was an assistant there and uh, he had quite the journey trying to trying to transfer into Bethel, but he had a, a really good career, one of the best shooters that I've ever coached and uh, he's currently the student groups director at Granger Church in uh, Granger, Indiana. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for being with us today, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a uh
1: uh listen seeing some of the guys that you've had in the past some of the people that you've had it's its kind of a privilege man
0: it's like celebrities only and then you, you throw me <laughs> in it, so it'll be interesting yeah man well we're giving up the trend with celebrities only so like i said man one of the <laughs> best shooters i've ever coached you're actually the first former player that i've had on the on the show so you, you, you've had the first with that but um do you still do you still play a lot like do you ever get out in the gym and play or are you kind of re- fully retired uh, I, I took a little time off, uh, then, uh, played, played a little bit of pickup, a little one-on-one with my,
1: with my brother, Drew. Uh, but I'm trying to get back, to get into like men's leagues and whatnot, but I'm just afraid I'm going to get a little too competitive or that I lost my touch and I'm just going to
0: get put put in my place. So
1: I don't know. I'm a little nervous to hop back into things.
0: Yeah. How did those one-on-one games go with Drew? For for those of you who don't know, his his little brother, Drew, plays Division one basketball at Incarnate Word in texas and he's a really good player but um how do those one-on-one games go man do you still beat him or is he kind of had your number now you know he he's getting a little more
1: so I, what i used to be able to do is i used to be able to just physically impose on him and uh just take him uh maybe some old man post game uh or <laughs> just beat him with beat him with my jump shot but uh he's got a little more physical and so i just go straight mental game i'll talk a little trash get in his head and for some reason i can still figure out how to get in his head so they tend like to go it. a little better for me than I anticipated, but uh, I'm just hoping there's not another quarantine so he's not stranded at home for, for another few months. We'd have to play a little more.
0: Nice. I like it, man. Well, um, as we said, you're you're also a student groups director at Granger. Um, a lot of people may not know what that title means, what you do at the church, but would you, first of all, would you talk a little bit about what God's been doing in your life, some things that he's been teaching you, and then kind of transition into what you do at the church? and kind of what your role is there
1: yeah so uh one thing that god's been teaching me i've been in this role for about a year and a half now um and i i i, I wasn't expecting uh god to teach me this when when i'm in student ministry but it's just that uh um students uh, whether it's middle school high school or elementary school like students are they're not just the church of tomorrow uh, They're the church of today and i'm seeing it constantly throughout uh just my time here at, in student ministry is just, they're asking questions that they get me thinking, uh, there, they have realizations that I don't have. And it's just something that they got just continuing to show me is that, uh, they're not just the church of tomorrow, they're the church of today. And, and that's exciting because man, oh man, this, this generation that's coming up is a passionate generation. That's, uh, that, that fights for justice and fights for things to be right. And I think that if we keep pouring into them and we keep, uh, Investing into into their future, investing into to what God has for them, and showing them that God has a plan for their life and a purpose for them. Um, I think that they can be they're, they're world changers, and uh, it's something that I wasn't expecting when I hopped in the student ministry. I wasn't expecting uh, I was I was I was expecting to teach them more than they taught me, and I hear it all the time. Is just the students continue to teach me so much more than I could possibly teach them, and so it's continuing to 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 realize that man, students. Uh, Elementary, middle school, high school, college students—they're not just the church of tomorrow. They're not just someday. Um, they're living out the church today, and uh, they're making impacts right where they are. And uh, it's just—it's really encouraging for me to see that. Man, uh, we have a bright future, and uh, uh, it's exciting. I think that we just need to keep investing in the next generation and keep investing in—and in what that looks like. And so, um, that's something he's been showing me. Uh, I think another thing um, is. And uh, John four, uh, the woman at the well. That's a story that I'm completely biased. Or like this is my favorite story of the Bible, uh, favorite interaction that someone's had with Jesus' life. This is how uh, I recognize my call to ministry was through John four, uh, the woman at the well. But recently, he's been showing me uh, so many different things through this story, um, and just with the division in in our country right now, whether it's racial issues, uh, pol- political issues, gender issues. Um, there's just so much division in in our world. And uh, what he's been showing me through this story is just how we go at uh, combating this war that is just division. And uh, you look at him going to this Samaritan woman uh, who Jews and Samaritans weren't supposed to interact like they hated each other. So they weren't supposed to get along. Um, and Jesus being a traveling rabbi, a, a Jewish man like that's just that's a no. Ah, uh, to go talk to a Samaritan the, for one, just a Samaritan, then a Samaritan woman. Like that's two nos. It's two strikes against you. Shouldn't be doing that, um, according to their to their culture, according to their society. And then it's a woman that's been living in in public sin. Like she's it says like she's had five husbands, and the person the the guy that she's currently with isn't isn't even her husband. Um, and so that's just three strikes of like Jesus isn't supposed to be interacting with this woman. There's supposed to be division between them. He's supposed to be higher up than she is, but he goes to her uh, at the well in the middle of the day, the hottest part of the day, when she thought no one else would be there. And he just poured life into her and gave her a whole new purpose, a whole new confidence to where she could go back into the town and tell the people that are embarrassed to be seen with her that she's found the Messiah and uh, gather them all and they they all interact with Jesus. And I just think that's a perfect example of how we combat division. Um, We just go right at it, meet people where they are, uh, people that have different views than us, different backgrounds than us, different opinions than us. Um, go where they are and just uh, find unity in Jesus Christ, because that's why he came here is to unite and bring us to heaven. And so um, I think that's one thing that's just been, been sticking out to me is, uh, and how do we combat division? Because it seems like it's overwhelming and there's just no hope. Uh, but he just kept showing me through the story of the woman at the well that Jesus gives us the perfect example of how to combat, how to combat division and uh, bring unity to the, to the world around um so those are the two things that he's been really working on my heart uh for the students being in the church of today that's been a year and a half long journey um and then just the past few months, especially uh he's been showing me that the 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 path to unity um is through going to meeting people where they are and just and uniting with uh uniting through jesus
0: yeah, I love that man it's so cool kind of along those same lines you know one thing that God's really been showing me and teaching me throughout this time with all the division is you know in, in that passage when he's talking about you who don't have any sin, you know, Throw the first stone. It, it, you know, you be the, you be the one if, if and I think that's been really convicting to me too, because so many times we want to kind of judge or think we're better than somebody or think that, you know, something's should be going differently than it is. And, and we, when we really examine our own hearts and our own minds, you know, it's oftentimes we're, we're guilty of those same sins that, that we, are judging others by. And so I think it's awesome to have people like you who are impacting students um, because I know that's such a crucial age for for kids to to grow and, and seek Jesus and do the right thing. So man, awesome, awesome work with that. It's really good hearing. And kind of to to piggyback on that, you know, you're when I first met you at Bethel, I think the two things that were very obvious about you were that you had a passion and a desire for the game of basketball, but you also had a passion and a, a desire for God and the gospel. Why do you think God put those desires in your heart? Like, how do you feel like those two things have impacted your life and allowed you to do what you do?
1: Yeah, I think that uh, basketball and following Jesus, for me at least, they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, Growing up, I've just seen, uh, I've gotten to experience and have relationship with people that I probably wouldn't have been able to have relationships with if I wasn't playing basketball with them. Um, and we just got to unite through that. And you look at at Jesus's life and his walk, is, and you just look at his 12 disciples, his 12 disciples wouldn't have been united uh, if it weren't for Jesus. And so I think that uh, in that matter, like just the uni- uniting of diverse people and diverse backgrounds, uh, basketball and Christianity should bring that. Um, so I think that's one thing. Uh, I also think that there's just a commitment to uh, excellence and bringing your best, Uh Not necessarily being perfect, uh, because we look at basketball shooting forty-five percent from three is a great shooter, um, but that's missing more than you're making, and so uh, and you look at Christianity and we like we were just talking like all of sin and falling short of the glory of God, Uh, and so I think there's a commitment to excellence, not perfection, and uh, by that it's just like giving giving God your all. You see, you hear Jesus say like, "Give to Caesar what Caesar's, but give to God what is God's," and um, so I think there's a commitment to excellence of just giving your all, giving everything you have, committing something to um, not being perfect, but just giving it all you have, uh, whether it's through basketball or Christianity. And I just think there's so much connections. Um, you talked to Mike on the last podcast and he shared so much with me just about, uh, with me and, and my teammates, just about like the connections of, of of your faith and 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 basketball. And I think there's just so much more than I can even Comprehend right now of just, um, and I'm seeing it as I'm working in the church right now. Just looking back, and just like, man, if it weren't for basketball, I probably, I probably be completely new to this type of stuff. And so, um, I think there's a lot of connections. I also think it's a great way to just um, unite people at a common goal, and 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 get to know people uh, like I said earlier that you just wouldn't, really wouldn't necessarily get to know.
0: Yeah, it's it's incredible, man. I think that's one thing that I've seen. You know, when I was in college, and I had this desire to coach but it wasn't like fueling my life it wasn't like a passion that I was just driven for but I had two people in my life who were great coaches and the way they mentored me and discipled me really kind of made that desire turn into a passion and it's something that I, I wanted to be that for somebody else and I'm seeing that with you now you know I've seen you know, how basketball impacted you, you know, obviously I was only with you for one year, but saw some struggles you went through, saw some different things in your life. And, and now as you're seeing how you're using that uh, to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, man, is so cool. Um, so I'm so proud of you and excited for you in that, in that aspect. And another way, you know, I'm proud of you is you've, you've been married now for how long I'm putting you on the spot. You better get it right.
1: I've been, it's a little under a year and a
0: half. Little. Okay. It's a a safe answer. Safe answer. (laughs) But I want to ask you a little bit what in that time you've been married, what kind of things are you learning about, you know, God through marriage? What, what has your wife helped you grow with, learn with? Um, Just kind of talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. I think that uh, for us at least like we, we were called to be married to each other. Um, I believe that God put us on this earth to, to, to come together in marriage. And it's something that you can say, you can believe and you can read scripture about what marriage is supposed to look like and why it's important um, for those that are called to be married and uh, stuff like that. But man, through the past year and a half, like we've just experienced it. We've seen um, two people that, like we have been dating for six years before we got married. So we thought like we knew a lot about each other. We thought like we kind of started to become one. But just to the year and a half, we've just seen two people become one. And we really just bring out a whole new side of us. Like there, there are times where um, and Sarah might get mad at me for this. Like she's just dancing around, dancing around our living room or something like that. And like, I'm just like, has anyone else seen this side of you? And she's like, no, I didn't even know I had this side of me. Um, and so I think that it's just been really cool to see how uh, we've just become one. And then I, I think of like Jesus calling the church, his bride and like the people of God, his bride. And I think of how I look at Sarah and how I feel about Sarah. And I just think like, man, Jesus thinks that about us. like that. Jesus thinks that about the church. Um, and that's just incredible. So I think that just seeing um, what you read and what you study in scripture about marriage in action has been really cool. And then also just coming to the realization of of how Jesus actually sees us through, through my love for Sarah and through, and I can only imagine what the perfect love of Jesus uh, for his love for the church is. That's um, been really cool to see through the past year and a half or so.
0: Yeah, it's really cool, man. Marriage is a beautiful thing, and it's really cool to to kind of hear how you've uh, you guys have learned about each other in that way. Uh, last question I have for you: What are your bold predictions for North Carolina basketball this season?
1: Undefeated, man. There's no doubt. Like we got we got one of the best recruiting classes. We got some great bigs coming back, and we got the best coach in the country. Um, no offense, that Coach Donnie Jones is probably close second. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think they're undefeated. They're winning it all. They had a down year last year, uh, which just it was just it was a nice wake up call. And then uh, I think we're built for adversity. We're built for overcoming things. So a, a year like COVID, I think that, uh, yeah, we win the we win the ACC and and, and take the take on the Natty. Wow,
0: well, that is definitely a bold prediction. So I, I, was, I was kind of expecting that that positive response from you, but you know, undefeated, that was, that was more than I thought. So. Hey, anything, though, will probably be better than last season, right? <laughs> hey, uh, learning year, learning year. For sure. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for uh, taking time to be with me this morning and and talking through your faith and basketball. It was fun to catch up, and I uh, really look forward to uh, putting this out there for everyone to hear. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. It's been fun.